Wow, I was just going to say that I have been long overdue for a classic Buttonista bathrobe podcast. There's not much to it. I just record a podcast in my bathrobe. And it has been so long, in fact, that the last time I recorded a bathrobe podcast, I wasn't using headphones in my setup. And part of my signature here is that I usually have my hair wrapped in a towel because if it's just down and wet... It's messy, it doesn't look good, and of course it looks way better in a towel, so the logic is there, certainly. And I've had listeners along the way that say, you know, make sure you take your hair out of that damn towel if you don't want to wake up looking like Donald Trump anymore. And now I am pulling off something that maybe has never been done before. It is a headphone plus towel concept pushed all the way back. I think it's going to help me keep time in this podcast. It is the week of Thanksgiving. People have a lot going on, including myself. I don't want to rant and rave as I usually do. But if you know me by now, which you do, I will rant and rave. This is what I do. This is the Botanista podcast. And I know nobody asked me, but when people post like last day of their vacations on social media... I kind of get a little bit sad. Like, you don't owe it to me to let me know that the Aperol Spritz content is winding down. When you post your vacays, you're transporting me to a different place, somewhere that I cannot physically go right now. So don't ever apologize for your vacation content. In fact, I feel like I actually mark the passing of time through other people's social media milestones sometimes. Like, I'll be like, oh my God, so-and-so from high school had her baby. Like, time's flying by. This one's turning two. Uh, So-and-so adopted their puppy six months ago today. I mean, I can keep track of everything thanks to how up-to-date I am on people I basically don't even know or don't even keep in touch with. It just keeps me in check. And I kind of get a sense of the seasons, the things that are changing based on when other people are going through stuff. So anyway, welcome back to today's show. Of course, it will be a little bit Thanksgiving themed. I am like trying so hard. I'm I'm like grabbing onto the edge of the senior buttonista's couch right now, trying not to make some of my Christmas jokes, recommendations, things like that, because that will be a lot of the content here over the next few weeks. It'll go by fast. It'll be quick but we're easing into it. I can't even begin, though, without telling you that my mom, the senior botanista, she has huge balls. Two huge balls. They're from Hobby Lobby, and they're actually right next to me. These are, oh my God, that was dangerous. I looked like I was doing like a David Blaine type of thing right there with the rope. She's got these huge balls. She is the queen The absolute undisputed queen. And we don't call a lot of things queen, okay? I don't love like happy birthday queen. Obviously, I don't love yes queen. But my mom is like just not disputably the queen besides the queen of England. May she rest in peace. But this ball, this is like an 8 to 10 pound ball that she has the balls to hang with her outside decor this holiday season. And she was a huge help to me over the weekend she just takes control of a situation. She can't sit still. She helped me get all of my outdoor decor. And, you know, I mean, she has 40 plus years of experience under her belt. So I have no problem letting her take the lead. But 
the one downfall of your outdoor decor, and we'll get into this. I have some Thanksgiving tips and Black Friday tips towards the end of the show. And decor maybe will make its way in there. Maybe I'm saying it now. Who cares? It is so windy. A topic that is near and dear to my heart or more so my own personal shit list that these big balls, I don't think stand a chance. She lives on the second story and I feel like once these fall, they're going to dent. God forbid they deflate. You know, some of us know what that might feel like. Deflated balls. It's not going to feel good. These are very firm and hard to start. So I think hopefully she'll be okay. But um, it's one thing to have all the nice decorations, all the nice things. But if you don't do it properly, and this is a lesson to myself, somebody that doesn't do pretty much anything in her life properly, whether it's the kitchen, uh, just general things in, that I do, you got to do it right because when it's windy, it's all going to fall over and you have to go pick it up in the bitter cold. And that was what we experienced this past weekend. But with a little snow on the ground now, I'm hoping that some of my uh, decorative items are kind of like they're like tucked in now, you know, like the snow is like their little blankie. It's a little icy. It's tucked in, but it does get you excited and it's nice to get things done in little bits and pieces rather than all at once. And it's even nicer to have somebody that's there to help you, whether it's your significant other, your roommate, your mom. I just feel like at this point in my life with my mom, I just feel like I can never pay her back. Like I can never be as good to her as she is to me. And we have so much fun doing things together on the weekends. Like I said, she's a tremendous help. She's creative. She has ideas. She knows how to solve problems and get things done. But sometimes I just find myself, you know, kind of letting her do all of this because she wants to. I can't stop her. I can't tell her to sit on the couch and have a cup of tea and relax. But I'm also realizing that I need to learn as much as I possibly can from her because, you know, one day when I'm hopefully 120 years old, I'm going to have to do some of this stuff by myself. It makes me cry even just thinking about it because it's so crazy. But she's so great. Wow, I wasn't expecting that. But she's so awesome. And hold on. And I just feel like when you have people that help you, you make your like holiday memories with it's like so I'm like, how could I do that without her? I hope she listens to this because um I did yell at her a little bit on Saturday. Actually I think she yelled at me, but anyway, so we're in the mood of holiday decor. My Thanksgiving plans always um, take shape a little late in the game just with my family situation people being all over having to do content for two buttons deep even on the holidays p.s our store will be launching on black friday ready or not the ready or not is for me not you hopefully you're ready to get some new buttonista merch we went a little light this year i don't have a crazy amount of stuff but some classics and things that have sold well and just things that i think generally you'll get use of and enjoy wearing that don't you know, scream me because you deserve an award for just listening, let alone wearing and repping something. But I know that you like it and I know that you enjoy it. So stay tuned for that. But if you are planning for Thanksgiving, whether you are hosting or going to a party, we all know you can't show up empty handed and we all know the holidays can be tough for people. And sometimes alcohol can be a little bit of a crutch, whether it's a little liquid courage, hopefully it doesn't go in the other direction, but having spirits and seasonal cocktails and mixers and bitters and all of those sorts of things do make 
going into this time of year a little bit more fun and I need to get to Empire Wine myself to do that. Empire Wine is pretty centrally located. It's right across from Colony Center in that mall or strip mall, I guess you would say, where there's Target, there's Marshalls. So, you know, you could basically complete a Buttonista trifecta, my Super Bowl Sunday or my Sunday ritual Target Marshalls. I think there's a Joanne Fabric in there if you dare. And of course, Empire Wine. If you don't want to go to the store, you can browse online, either pick it up in person or have it delivered throughout the entire capital region. If you are like a seasoned host, as I said, Senior Buttonista has, you know, decades of experience decorating, dealing with holidays, hosting, being guests. Sometimes it's just a little too much to go to the store. You can literally have it show up on your doorstep. It will make one less errand to run. And don't ever, like my mom always used to say, and maybe you could do it, maybe you can't, but she's like, you know, the guys were always in charge of the booze. Like, you know, the women obviously did all of the grocery shopping. I don't know why I say obviously. That's not true. That's not not how it works for everybody. But this was back in the day too. So, you know, the women were prepping, they were baking, preheating ovens, greasing pans. And the last minute responsibility would be for my granddad or my dad or whoever to go out to the liquor store and get all of the necessities. If you're the type of person that thinks you can do it better yourself, just order it online at Empire. It can be delivered. This way you can stock up. You can buy in bulk. You can have a nice, beautiful bar car, liquor cabinet. I think that's important. I don't even have like a wine rack out in my house because uh, the wine goes a little fast. And then if it's empty, it's kind of not a cool decor item anymore. So if you have everything that you need, you can make all kinds of seasonal drinks. And there's only one place to get it. So go to empirewine.com to browse or stop in. And as always, tell them the Buttonista sent you. Before I get into some specific Thanksgiving, uh, I have some food recommendations, actually. A little Miss Foodie over here. I have a couple app ideas, a couple meal ideas, sides that if you're looking for something last minute. And then, of course, maybe we'll run through some of my favorite drinks to drink, even though you already know what they are. But before then, just a brief little weekend recap. I mentioned last week, and it's very funny, I mentioned that sometimes I get this feeling around this time of year. I guess it's anxiety, but I don't have that on a regular basis. Just, I don't know, you just get a pit in your stomach, like something bad's going to happen, something inconvenient, something sad, and it's horrible to think that. It's horrible to dwell on that, especially during a time of year that is so positive, but you know, there's a lot of pressure, so I can see where things go in that direction, and nothing like really bad happened to me at all, don't worry, but just like those inconveniences. And I have never, I don't even think, I mean, I can't remember the last time I like woke up in a bad mood or something like, like really threw me off for the entire day. I'm pretty good at like Taylor Swifting it and just shaking it off. But on Friday morning, I was in a little bit of a rush to get to the gym. I had agreed to take my boyfriend to the airport immediately after the gym, and I also had a meeting at 9.30, so it was a busy morning, and I'm getting ready to leave the door, and I cannot find my effing phone. This never happens to me. I'm attached at the hip with my phone. I never misplace it, and I've never left the house without my phone in my entire life. I literally cannot think of one time, but I was so panicked. I forgot that my Apple Watch could actually ping it. That was not an issue or that was not a consideration of mine at the time. I left my house without my phone. I left my house without even like confirming my plans for the airport ride. It was the most 
and this is uh, not to be dramatic, but I know that that's sarcastic, so it's 100% to be dramatic. It was like the one of the biggest tests of willpower I've ever had in my entire life, and it was only for like two and a half, three hours. Like it was, it was like me like saying to myself, like, you're going to be fine. You don't need your phone. Most people know where you are. I'm just like, what if I can't get in touch with this person? What if I miss this meeting? And I know people feel like that all the time. I mean, I know, you know, people our parents age leave their phones and don't even care. But it was such a third. No. Oh, my God. It was not a third world problem. Someone do not fucking deep fake me on that. It was a first world problem to not have it. I will say I was a really safe driver during that time. I got to reorganize some things in my car, but holy shit. And then all all of that for the phone being right at the front door, but my phone's all black, so it blends in with like the mantle or whatever. I was so disappointed in myself. Obviously, I was expecting my boyfriend to bring it to me when I met him at the park and ride, but he couldn't find it either. But, you know. That's why you leave the booze trip to the guys at the end of Thanksgiving because they just need simple tasks. No offense. I just I didn't know if he had what it takes to find it, nor did he have the time. So whatever. That was just a a relatable issue that I just I really hope never happens again. It just is the weirdest feeling in today's world to not feel connected and to have no other option. There's no backup. You can't contact someone from your car. My Apple Watch doesn't have a service plan on it. And it does seem dramatic and overblown. But at the same time, it is important to kind of constantly be in touch with people now. We eventually realized that it was at the house because we could look at my location. I've turned my location services on recently for my family, but it's just not normal not to be in constant communication. And I'm a communicator. I'm always talking to my family and my friends and my business partners via text. So it's really not that dramatic. Like you need to do that stuff. It's just weird to be like driving up and down the Northway and not be at least even thinking of what you can do on your phone when you have it because I truly didn't know where it was. Uh, And speaking of driving, that was the probably the most inconvenient uh, quote-unquote bad thing that happened. I was enjoying myself at the Saratoga Winery for my bestie's 30th birthday and it is a very short drive from my house so I decided to drive there. I mean I knew it would be you know, brunch, I'd have like, you know, a drink or two, but it wasn't going to be anything crazy. And it's such a short drive, no problem. I did what I think is one of the most respectable things you can do, one of the safest things you can do, which is to back into a parking spot. Uh, My boyfriend, as I am trying, I'm talking about him a lot for some reason. um, He works in sales. And one of the things that he told me when they first when he first started at this job was that they are basically required to back into parking spots when they're on the job because when you're in sales, you drive around a lot and it's just like a cold hard fact that people often get into car accidents in parking lots. It's just people are like not fully aware yet. They're not in the zone. They're backing up, doing whatever. So they back in everywhere. And I feel like I'm pretty good at it, but I backed into what I thought was like prime parking. It was cold out. I got the first spot, another parking tip. Shout out to my dad. He always says like park at the end of like a parking lot because then that's just one side of your car that's not going to get hit by somebody because you're at the edge. So nobody can park next to you. You're on the line or the, you know, whatever. So you're only like being making your car susceptible to like one side panel. After a few lovely hours at the winery having a freaking blast, the waitress comes over and says, 
who has the license plate of blah, blah, blah. Now, I have a fantastic memory. I have a better memory than Tom Brady. Just kidding. I don't know what his memory is like, but I do know I drink as much water as him. And I will never miss an opportunity to tell you that. I have a great memory, so I know everybody's license plate. I know everybody's phone number. Of course, I know my license plate. I know everybody's. And I just, like, kind of shot my hand up, like, ooh, me, what happened? Like, did I win something? Like, I don't know. I was in a good mood, obviously. And she's like, you need to come with me. And now I'm, like, pitting my stomach. I'm like, am I getting arrested? Like, did I do something? Like, what did I do, you know? I didn't expect to walk out to, like, a full-blown car crash, like bits and pieces everywhere in a lime green Kia Soul smashed in to the side of my car. It is one thing to get hit by a car. It is another thing to have a lime green Kia Soul hit your car. I was so embarrassed when it happened just because I thought people thought that the Kia Soul was my car. Of course it wasn't. Unfortunately, that person got hit by another car. And this is a main road going like 40, 50 miles an hour or whatever. And the Kia Soul hit my parked car in the parking lot. And, you know, having that sort of like looming fear that something bad's going to happen and, you know, just knowing that things do happen in your life that come up that are, again, very inconvenient or whatever, I will give myself a lot of credit in the sense that like I just don't freak out anymore. I'm super meticulous about things not like being put away properly or like uh, that's not true but like things not being like cleaned up properly, countertops being messy, shoes being out. I can be like a little testy and a little on edge until stuff like that is done but when bigger things happen I think you're just in certain phases ups and downs of your life but like I'm I'm definitely better or at least at a time now where I'm like, who cares? Like, what was I going to do? You know, walk out there and scream and throw my hands up and, you know, demand this and that and everything. I mean, I just had a few drinks of me. (laughs) So I didn't walk out there and like freak out. I mean, I looked at it and it looked a lot worse than I think it ultimately ended up being. But you kind of just have to keep your cool especially when like thank god nobody was hurt I think most people weren't old enough now to understand that that's the most important thing and I just kind of played it cool I went back inside until the cop came I was you know a little bummed because I need my car it's very important and I didn't do anything wrong so I didn't like deserve this happening to me but I could just see people like you know just so overreacting and freaking out and I guess if I was driving and someone hit me my reaction would be different but I was at a social event with 15 people what was I gonna do like ruin everybody's time make it about me I mean you just can't so I was like in hindsight like glad that like this was maybe that like a bad thing that I thought was gonna happen that did happen that I didn't have any control over and it's a lesson in like handling your response and your reaction and just being mindful of the people around you the situation that you're in there are people there that were like oh my god you're the botanista I'm so sorry like you just have to be sort of aware of stuff like that and again safety being the most important thing I didn't really think about it until the day after but because I didn't see the accident so I don't really know how it happened or how like how bad it looked versus you know what ended up actually being the result but if I was walking out to that parking lot like if we were done with brunch which we almost were I would say we were probably like 75 to 85 percent done with our you know hangout 
I, I literally don't think I would be sitting on this couch podcasting. I would probably be podcasting from a hospital bed because I don't take breaks in this biz, really. I've been week after week for however many episodes. So if I was alert and willing and able, I probably would have been sitting up in a hospital bed, honestly looking like I do right now, bathrobe podcast style. But it could have been horrible if it was a group of people walking out, if I was in my car getting out of it or grabbing something from it. I just can't even imagine how much worse it could have been so I dealt with it I would say you know it's one thing to be like bright and cheery and like whatever about it in the moment because you know there's nothing you can do but the days that follow having to deal with like insurance and rental cars and contacting people making sure they do what they say they're going to do that's a pain in the ass don't get me wrong so when people do get aggravated and do lash out I can see why but you have to be nice. These Geico people, they don't know what state you're in. They, they live in, you know, Indiana. You're here in New York. You know, they're doing the best they can. They don't know your local roads and this and that. So especially, especially, especially this time of year, you just kind of have to suck it up and be patient and kind. And it will be, you know, you know, it will cause a, a little extra hoops for me to jump through and whatnot over the next few weeks. But at the end of the day, if that's the worst thing that happened, it's really MBD and I still had a great time and a great weekend. But yeah, no shit. It's not fun to deal with this stuff. Uh, hopefully, you know, I just get my car back. And I think uh, selfishly, one of the worst things that happens is that when your rental car is like just a little nicer, a little more uh, like aspirational than the car that you drive. Like, I just want to keep this like Nissan Armada that I'm driving. It's huge. I feel like a boss. I got my Hoffman Unlimited car wash transferred to the rental car because I didn't know how long it would be and the car was filthy when I got it so I you know no sooner wiped my you know hypothetical tears I did not shed a single tear over this incident please don't think that uh but I went to Hoffman as soon as I got this goddamn rental car you better believe it I am an unlimited girl in an unlimited world and I couldn't live without that I have no idea how long it's gonna take they say it could be a week two weeks who knows so don't feel bad for me it's no big deal just put in perspective this time of year people are stressed you have to be nice and accidents happen and freaking out being rude you know it's just not going to do anything at the end of the day. So uh, the weekend ended well with a tree lighting at Stuyvesant Plaza. I had a blast. And uh, a lot of people thought I was being really annoying, but they hired me to bring the energy and, you know, hype up Santa and the tree lighting and all the small business stuff. So sue me. Like, what do you want? Go hit my car in a parking lot if you thought uh, you didn't like what I was, what kind of energy I was putting out that night. Moving right along. I kind of have to wrap this up. I don't want to talk on and on today, but I do want to give you guys um, a couple things that you can take away, not just talk about me and my life, but going into Thanksgiving and Black Friday, just some recommendations, some things that I like. I got a lot of great feedback from you guys on what kind of holiday content you want to see. I think we know the best way to format it. I think I can get the information out quick and easy so that you can just get right to shopping and supporting, uh, especially the local businesses. But both of these last segments are brought to you by, you guessed it, it couldn't be a better fit. Right place, right time. The heavy hitters do it again. Call 1-800-LAW-1010. Oh, shit. I always like to talk about the heavy hitters during any holiday. Drinking. We already talked about Empire Wine. We know I love to have a good time, but you have to do it responsibly. And accidents like the one that happened to me the other day can only be resolved 
especially when it's a more unfortunate situation, somebody's injured, something really goes down bad, the heavy hitters are the ones that can help you resolve that and make sure that it gets cleared up, that you get compensated, that you get the help that you need. And honestly, I hope you never have to call the heavy hitters. I hope that you are safe and responsible on the roads. I hope that everybody around you is. I just read a devastating story in the Times Union that a group of kids heading home from the Syracuse area were killed on their way home for Thanksgiving. I remember that happened to students when I was at Ithaca College, and it just breaks my heart. Car accidents are probably one of the scariest things that I can think of, which is why, again, uh, in like a meant-to-be way, I'm almost glad that I got in an accident and it was this kind and not the kind that I was in the car. So try to avoid it as best as you can. Be aware, have a designated driver, do whatever you have to do. Get on your high deer alert like me. Just look out, be super aware. Don't be on your phone. Forget your phone at home unless it's to call the heavy hitters. So they are the people that you are going to need if, God forbid, something does get in your path this holiday season or honestly any other time of year. 1-800-LAW-1010. All right. We know I'm not like the chef of all chefs, but I like to chef it up. I like to Steph Curry with the sauce every once in a while, okay? And I have just a few things that I would recommend if you are cooking. I got to take the hair thing out. I'm so sorry. I don't know what I'm going to look like, but do I ever? Um, Here's a couple ideas for you. If you want recipes, you can definitely DM me. I'm going to start with um, some appetizers. I think if you are going to a gathering, this is the easiest thing for you to bring. You can put it out on the table immediately. People can enjoy it. And your host doesn't have to worry about it while they're prepping the main meal, making the drinks. You can just bring something that's already ready to go. And I feel like the past few months when I've been out to dinner, something that's like blown my Christmas balls off is a whipped feta dip. Or you can also do a whipped ricotta dip that has like honey in it and is a little bit sweeter. The feta to me is like a little bit more of a Greek vibe. You could maybe dip it in with some vegetables and then the honey ricotta you could do on like a toasted baguette or crostini. But some people like, you know, sweet and savory, a little salty, a little bit of honey in there. And it's so easy to make. You literally have whatever it is. Uh, you know, feta or ricotta, you mix it up in a mixing bowl with your little uh, mixer, I suppose you would call it. You guys would know better than me. Could do, um, I did, when I did the ricotta one, there was honey and mint in it. You could do a little uh, dill maybe if you're doing something more along the Greek lines, but goes with vegetables, goes with something sweet. Those are two really, really easy, quick and simple ones. Not going to cost you a million dollars and a million ingredients to get it all together. I wouldn't say I'm a huge dip enthusiast, but my other recommendation is actually more of like a dessert that is also super easy. This one crushes it more at like Super Bowl parties, but say you have a big kids table at your event, it's a cannoli dip. Again, so easy. I think it's like powdered sugar, basically powdered sugar and cream cheese and you can put chocolate chips in it at the top and then buy either like waffle cones and deconstruct them, just like crush them up. Or you can use like those little like, uh, what are those? Um, you know, like the cookies that come in like a nice bag and they're like oval shaped and they have like a little like chocolate in the middle. Those are really good to dip in cannoli dip. If you are an overachiever, 
go to your local Market 32 and you can actually ask them for the cannoli shells. So you can truly crush those up and have it as a cannoli dip. But I've made this multiple times, same type of process as the feta or ricotta. You just kind of whip it up with your mixer and refrigerate it. And it is pretty much like people want to lick the bowl after. So if you want your, uh, you know, your colleagues which isn't the right word, but your uh, your guests or your uh, Thanksgiving crew to lick the bowl, make a cannoli dip. Next up, uh, just one side. I couldn't really think of another one. Um, have you ever heard of Rick Orlando? He used to be the head chef at New World Bistro, which is no longer, but it was in Albany. He was there for a long time. I've had the opportunity to cook with him at Honest Weight Food Co-op in Albany, and he has these signature blackened green beans, and I feel like green beans are a classic Thanksgiving dish. There's green bean casserole, which gets a lot of heat, more heat than the buttonista on social media of one of the most hated Thanksgiving foods. Uh, I don't mind it. I don't think I love it. And my family hasn't really cooked like a real deal Thanksgiving in a while. So I can avoid it at all costs if I so choose. But blackened green beans are truly like so flavorful, so easy to make. You just have Rick Orlando's sort of signature spice blend. Uh, You can Google this and you can get all of the ones that are in there. It's like, you know, probably paprika, garlic powder, Um, all that kind of stuff. You just put a shit ton of spices and you only have to cook them for a few minutes. They get nice and crispy. Blackened obviously is the uh, food critic buzzword of that scenario, but blackened green beans could be like a sexy elevated side dish if you're on side duty, not side piece duty. You should be spending Thanksgiving with your main ones, you know, your turkey legs, the meat of the family, the meat of your crew. Uh, And then if you need to bring something a little more hearty, a little more substantial, maybe it's like the night before Thanksgiving you get together or some people don't do traditional Thanksgiving, right? Some people do, uh, you know, turkey stuffing, all of that cranberry sauce. And then other people, I see people mix in like a lot of Italian dishes. I feel like I make Italian all the time, but the one that I recommend if you are bringing something Italian or you just need like a pasta dish, I made it last night. It is my lasagna, which if you've been following for a long time, uh, only follow the recipe. Don't follow everything else that I do because there was the great lasagna incident of 2021 where I spilled an entirely fully cooked uh, dish of lasagna back into the oven for one of the messiest cleanups in my entire life. So don't follow that. But my key with the eggplant, I've done this multiple times now and it is a no fail, is instead of just doing ground beef like your mama made, I do a 50-50 blend, either Italian sausage and ground beef mixed. I do like a pound of each or whatever the recipe says. And then last night I had ground lamb because I make my shepherd's pie with ground lamb and ground beef 50-50. But I realized that I had already like eaten potatoes the night before and you put like a, you know, mashed potatoes on top of shepherd's pie. So I pulled a little, uh, a little audible, a 180 and I made lasagna instead. So I was like, oh, let's do it with the ground lamb and the ground beef. Both of these options have so much more flavor to it. It's so much more interesting. I feel like ground beef is like 
a little boring. You know, it's a little last year. So if you do a 50-50 split with something else, I mean, you could do ground turkey for the ground beef if you're on the healthier side. But that is one of my lasagna tips. And my other lasagna tip is that I do put a layer of spinach in there. I think it's just nice to see something green when you're eating really hearty and really heavy. Nobody can taste it. It doesn't add any time to your cooking or anything like that. But I feel like lasagna is a huge crowd pleaser. I brought some for Senior Botanista in effort to pay her back for all the work that she did for me and me crying in the beginning of this episode for no reason. And it's great with leftovers. People love it. It's easy to serve. It's just you know, the ultimate, in my opinion, easy to make, like it, it's just no time, no effort. And when in doubt, as you all know, make garlic bread, just do it. If you're the host, again, if you have a kid's table, if you have any inkling that you could fuck up your meal, put aside a garlic bread on it and everybody will be happy. I've said that on this show before, but I don't care repeating it because it is a very important tip. Last, but very not least, Black Friday is big in the world for everybody, right? Certainly me, the botanista, especially my mom who has like multiple closets filled with clothes and 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 clothes. And I don't, honestly, I don't know how they call it Black Friday anymore. I feel like that's, why don't we take that down? Like we just took down like all the mascots in New York State. Like I'm not, that's not a statement. I just feel like, I don't know if that sounds right anymore. I feel like we could just call it shop till you drop Friday. Thank God it's Tuesday. I don't know. But a couple sales that I kind of count on every single year, I think it's very overwhelming to come out of the gates extremely hot. Not everybody has time to do their research. Not every company reveals what they will be doing. I've tried to kind of like turn a blind eye to the deals that I'm seeing, the pre-deals, the emails, the app notifications, because I'm just not ready yet. I don't know what I want. I definitely do like making lists for people if I have specific things in mind, you know, kind of trying to get some semblance of a budget in order. I don't think I can really go crazy for everybody this year. It's been a big year. Shit is pricey AF. So I might actually take more advantage of a Black Friday now that I know I get the deals. Usually I'll wait, I'll ponder, I'll list and figure it out. But I just wanted to share a few that I definitely look out for for myself. That's the other tip that I usually always give as well is that if there are things that you always buy for yourself and they are on sale on Black Friday, I am okay with you and me and us treating ourselves to it because it is financially responsible to do so. The one that comes to mind for me is Glossier. I know I've said I've kind of gradually graduated from some of their products over the years, but bomb.com is my Bible, essentially. I don't go anywhere without it. I use it morning, noon, and night. I love it, rely on it, can't live without it. So they always do a 20% off sale. I think it goes through the entire weekend. I feel like it extends through like Monday or Tuesday too. So, you know, I'll do some of my shopping for others and then usually end it with a little something in it for me. But I still love Glossy Moisturizer. It's great to have on hand. I love their Lash Slick. Bomb.com, great for a gift. They come into three packs. You can get one for you, give one to someone else. So I still have some definitely like products that I use. The Skin Perfecting Tint is one of my favorite and I know I need a new one. So I've kind of waited the last few weeks knowing that it'll be 20% off on Black Friday. Um, sale on sale is a good thing to look out for as well on holiday weekend. So some that, that I think of that I always check is like Nordstrom Rack. You can get great designer deals, free people. 
I used to buy a lot of free people at the mall, at Macy's, at places like Nordstrom Rack. And it seems like they've kind of gotten rid of that brand, especially at Macy's over the years. But online, I know on their app, they do a great sale on sale, you know, free shipping over whatever. Most of us, I think, are uh, connoisseurs in online shopping now that we are willing to like buy that extra item not to have to pay the shipping which it seems petty but I do it it does make a difference so I would check on sale on sale free people Nordstrom Rack article furniture I've gotten a lot of pieces from them over the years with my various moves they do a select item Black Friday Cyber Monday type of sale so kind of like contemporary a little mid-century modern pretty overall affordable furniture very good quality I have a bed from article I have a couch from article I think it's durable it's comfortable very on trend I'm one of the types of people that is okay with buying furniture online I know you can go get it at a store I just like the markups a little crazier it's a little overpriced so I was thinking if there was anything I needed from article they have ottomans they have lamps and stuff like that too probably a little more expensive for that kind of stuff but if you're in the market for like a couch a dining table something like that I would check article and this one I kind of don't really want to give away my secret but one of my favorite places online it's not a huge secret don't worry about it uh for like kind of like artistic unique muted like vibey artwork it's called the poster club they could definitely think of a better name they're not based here in America and I remember last year they had a Black Friday sale and I was kicking myself that I did not take advantage I was being so selfless and so respectful of everybody else in my life that I wanted to shop for that I took one for the team and I did not re-up my artwork so I definitely want to try to get a piece there to pull together my guest room I will be treating myself will be gifting myself but it's okay because it's on sale and it's financially responsible Andy Blank is another good one he's an artist in Brooklyn everything's under 200 I have a couple of his pieces I see other people I think he probably sends out a lot of good targeted social media ads I don't know for sure if he does anything on Black Friday but if you're looking for home decor and stuff like that I love the more niche artistic stuff that maybe you wouldn't buy normally but if it's on sale it might push you to try something new and I think when you are like treating yourself shopping for stuff I think there's like two ways to do it I think number one is like yeah Ulta those type of places like if there's a sale on something that you know you're gonna use that you love whether it's a Beekman product Super Goop these are ones that I've bought in the past you might as well buy it for 20% off unless obviously you really don't have the money and you want to give you know give that time and effort and money and energy to other people but it just makes sense if it's something that you can stock up on that's not going to go bad you know just do it uh in I think this is actually maybe the best tip and I'm thinking of it on the spot is if you like like don't buy full price holiday decorations Hopefully a lot of you already have stuff. Maybe you've been buying it over the past few weeks. But I remember my mom and my nanny telling me this and making me experience this with them is that all of that shit is going to go on sale the day after Christmas. And when it used to still be like a big thing to go to Crossgates and maybe some people still do to go and return everything that's when you can get your nutcrackers your garland your wreaths your cutesy little things it's like buying boots in you know April 
you will be so happy the next year when you open it up. But unless you really need to pull a room together, you're starting from scratch. Don't waste your money on holiday decorations that are full price. They're going to go on sale. You can go to Hobby Lobby. They're 60% off right now. And, you know, Michael's, I feel personally, is kind of like a little ripoff. They have very similar things and it's more expensive. But I have learned that lesson the hard way because my first year in my house, I feel like I was so much more excited. I wanted everything. I wanted everything new. I wanted all the like cutesy, kitschy little tchotchkes, even though I don't like them. I felt like I needed them. But building a Christmas collection, whether you live in an apartment, you own a home, it's something that happens over time. You can't rush it. You don't have to go overboard. I personally like to, but that's sort of the theme of my life. So spend your money elsewhere on things like that. Um, it will go on sale and just take a deep breath. Don't feel pressure this holiday season, especially Thanksgiving. This is a this is a slow roll, okay? Like eat the turkey, have the rolls, don't beat yourself up. If you're young and cool and fun, I hope you go out on Wednesday with your friends and stay safe and have a good time. My friends don't really come home anymore for Thanksgiving, so there's always new traditions and new memories being made. But yeah, just ease into it, right? I mean, the midterm elections are over. Don't fight about that. I hate that cliche, but I hope you guys have a really happy and healthy and memorable Thanksgiving, whatever you choose to do. If you're alone, call me, come over. I love when people say that to me. I feel like that's always the nicest thing ever because um, I feel like people really mean it when they say that. So um, I don't know, just take a little extra care, put your thoughts with people who need it or that you see that you want to be kind to. I just think um, the more times somebody tells you that or reminds you that, the better. And uh, until then, I will see you guys next Tuesday. By the way, oh my God, by the way, by the way, by the way, by the way, my live podcast is coming up. We will be announcing it December 1st, which seems like a long time from now, but I'm just going to give you a little hint. It's December 13th. Thank God it's Tuesday. So please mark your calendars if you want to come see the Buttonista in person for a holiday Christmas themed episode. It will be in Saratoga Springs at an undisclosed location. And I really hope we can pack the house. It's going to be a little bit more intimate. I know this time of year is busy and crazy, but you want to end it with me. You want to guarantee a really fun, quirky, silly, sparkly celebration with your gal pals on a thank God it's Tuesday, December 13th. But until then, we'll be back with another bathrobe podcast or something of the sort.